This week, my buddy Scott Bracey and I talk about the Stafford trade to the Rams, what that means for the rest of the league, what that means for each of those teams. Uh, Of course, the Deshaun Watson saga, whether or not he's staying with Houston, where he might go to, who makes sense, where he might want to go, who might want him, and of course, the Super Bowl. I've seen yeah. it all year. I don't care. So it gives me something to watch all day. You're not excited for the weekend? Like, that's a- no. <laughs> and if I hear, you know, I love Tom Brady. I have so much respect for Tom Brady, which is bizarro world coming from a Jets fan. I just have yeah. just a shit ton of respect for him. But I don't want to hear him again. I don't want to hear Mahomes either. This is not, like, I don't want to hear any of them. I've I know. seen them all interviewed. I know. It, it's just about the game, man. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are interested in that crap, but I just, I could care less. I just could care. Well, we're not, less. we're not, we're not getting anything we don't know at this point. This is what I'm saying. One. For guys like you yeah. and me, like we're, I've, I, I know the backstory. I want the game. So, and I think yeah. we're in for a great game. I think we're in. For uh, a great I game. agree. I think so too. I do. I think. Well, we can get into this later. I think. Um, I think the Bucks have a narrower path, but their path that the, the path that they have is very doable. Whereas I think Kansas City has multiple paths, um, which you know depend. It depends on you know game game planning and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see with that. But we can talk about that a little later. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about something. <laughs> we started recording last week, and within hours. I was proven wrong on one thing. Do you remember the first thing we talked about last week? I opened with. <laughs> I well, opened... I know, I know, we hit, we hit Stafford a lot, but I don't think we opened with that. We, I said, I could, I want to get two things out of the way right now because they're just not happening. I said, Brett, uh, Brett Farm, uh, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay, and Jared Goff is yep. staying with the Rams. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't even hours. It wasn't. It wasn't even a day. It was a few hours later. Somehow, you know what? I do. I Jared do remember Goff that at the time. I do remember that at the time when I sent the text that Saturday night because I thought you'd be sleeping. I'm like, oh, look at this genius. <laughs> I woke up the next oh. morning. I'm like, oh my god, that the the recording was barely completed before I was proven wrong already on my first thing. Like. <laughs> Holy cow. The body was so warm, oh I think, on that. <laughs> so, so, at least, at least Aaron Rodgers is still, um, at least Aaron Rodgers is still on Green Bay. So, that hasn't happened yet. That'll happen tomorrow the, night. Yeah, the Broncos are on the phone with him right now, I think. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let, let's just talk. I wanted to tell you about that. I'm, the, the I'm talking about the Stafford-Goff trade, the Rams-Detroit trade, because it's way more than just Stafford-Goff. Yeah. I am um I'm kind of baffled by it on I'm baffled but I'm I don't understand why Detroit did it and um All right, so let's start with that. I don't understand why Detroit did it. Here's why. I just feel like they could have gotten more and not necessarily more picks, but better picks. Those two picks are first of all are next year and the year after. Okay, so they're not now. It doesn't even help you now. Other than, you know, I understand maybe they really like Jared Goff and fine. You're the only other team in the league that does. But that's fine. 
Uh, I, I, we talked about this last week. I don't think he's bad. I, I think he's okay. I wouldn't trade for him. That's my point. I wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't get rid of him. I, I also wouldn't necessarily get rid of him, but I wouldn't trade for him. But those two picks, it's next year and the year after. On top of that, we're going to assume, I think, that the Rams uh, are going to be pretty good the next two years. So, so yeah. if they're even just as good as they were this year, those picks are both in the in the mid to late 20s. So I don't get it. Well, I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily know what they, you know, you're not going to really know what everyone else is offering well, we do. What I do know, we do know one thing they could have had. Uh, it it kind of got out that um, Carolina, Carolina offered the, what is it, the number eight pick. So Carolina and, and offered the number eight. I don't know what else. Okay. I don't know what else. But I'm just saying, I would, if it's a comparison between, let's just say, let's say, and Teddy Bridgewater. If I could have the number eight pick and Teddy Bridgewater, I would much rather have that than Jared Goff and two number ones that are going to be in the twenties two years from now. So yeah, I, I, I'd rather have I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater and the number eight pick than Jared Goff and two picks in the twenties. All right, so what were you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. That sounds like more bourbon. I didn't even have any. You know what? Before we start up again, hold on. Let me pour something. I'll be right back. Hold the phone. think that was the problem i didn't have any bourbon that's what that's what threw me off a wild turkey is, it is a lot uh this is gonna be 1792 sir oh i like i got that uh in the backup cabinet one of my favorites one of my favorites all right so go ahead you I were agree. gonna say about about the trade yeah yeah so just to jump in real quick i um then patrick leaked late in the show today that denver came they got word denver offered drew lock and the 10th pick and i don't know what else but that was the i think the start and Detroit said no thanks. So maybe they don't have any interest in this year's first for this year's draft. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. The lines been fucking up for years. So I don't really know what they're thinking. But yeah, that's um, that's my that's my view. I again, I'd rather have what you just said. You know, maybe throw in a number two or something like yeah, you know, something else, a third rounder, a first, a third, and and then Drew Locke. But yeah, because even if you don't love Locke, he's a holdover for using the tenth pick. Yeah, exactly. I just exactly. I don't get it because uh, I just don't those pit. I mean, uh, again, unless you love Jared Goff, and while I don't hate Jared Goff, I'm not trading for him. So, and I just look at that roster, and your team's gonna suck. You just let go of your best player. You're probably gonna lose at least one, if not both, of your starting wide receivers. Yep. Jared Goff is not exactly mobile, and now you. Have no one for him to throw to. I don't. I just don't know why you would want a guy who makes twenty five million back in return. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Where yeah. I feel like between draft draft picks wise, you could have done better if you just waited a little bit. And you know, from the other side of it too, with the with the Rams, people are killing the Rams. Are you have no first round draft pick? Uh, it's working out pretty good as of now. Well, I, mean, I will say not, this. Oh, so this is where I'll disagree with you a little. 
Like so, okay. so, so I don't think there's any argument of whether or not uh, Matthew Stafford is an upgrade from Jared Goff. He certainly is, right? Yeah. Of course. I mean, to me, and I guess we could say we don't totally know because Matthew Stafford has zero playoff wins. I'm a big Stafford guy to, to, to start off with, so just to put that out there, I like Stafford a lot. I think I well, love Stafford. Yeah, he's going to prove it one way or another now. So, but here's folks, the so thing. We'll here's the thing. In in two out of the last three years, you've gone to the Super Bowl and to the division to what do they call it? The divisional round. Yeah. So for this to to me, in my opinion, because you didn't just trade Goff for Stafford, you gave up two first rounders for the next two years. Whatever they are, they're going to be in the twenties. But whatever. If you don't get to the if you don't get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, I, I, you know what? Even if I'll lower it even a little, if you don't get to the Super Bowl in the next two years. I think this is a this was a bad trade. I think you lose the trade because you got this well, far this year. You you have to for it to be an improvement. You have to get further than you got this year with Jared true. Goff. That, I I agree with that. However, you know the weird shit happens in the NFL. Look at the Texans, bro. Like if you told me. First of all, you told me they're going to go forward twelve. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But then everything like you read into the details about it. They gave away all these picks, and they still might get the pick back if they trade Watson. I don't know. So you can get your picks back, I think, down the, down the line. And the Rams it, but... have done that. They brought in players yeah. for picks yeah. and then sold them back off for picks. I, I get that. I'm just yeah, saying, so, for this to be successful, the idea is you're giving away a lot to get a guy like Matthew Stafford in. For that to be considered a, a winning trade, a successful trade, a good trade for the Rams – they have to make it to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm just of yeah. the opinion that once you get to the Super Bowl, anything can happen, and I'm not going to hold it against any team that they lost the Super Bowl. Atlanta was up 28 to three; they end up losing. The, the, the same Patriots were up against the Giants, and then they lose. Like, listen, it's a one-game playoff in the Super Bowl. Anything can happen, so I don't look at it if you lose the Super Bowl as a failure, right? I mean. Obviously, the idea is to win the Super Bowl, but I'm saying as far as like a team goal is to make it to the Super Bowl, and then and then you let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, be the best team in your conference. Like. Yeah. So, I it, anything short of that to me is it, this trade is no good. Yeah. It, it was a, it wasn't um, a, a fruitful trade because the point is to get you further than you're going. Jared Goff has gotten you to at least a divisional round twice in the last three years, and once yep. to the Super Bowl. He well, knows, that's, he, well, that's and the oh, by the way, he knows the offense. Uh, played like we talked about. Played the last two games with a broken thumb and did okay. Twenty-one out of twenty-six for one hundred and eighty yards in the last game. It wasn't because of him with a yeah. touchdown pass. It's not because of him they lost to the Packers. Well, that's the other side of it too, man. It's like now, what if golf goes to Detroit and like flourishes? I don't how though. I just don't I, listen, see how because I, I, they just don't have I, I any don't, talent. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there because if the, if the Rams don't do well or, or don't do what you're saying, go to the college championship, go to the Super Bowl, blah, 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 and the Lions kind of – this guy Campbell's a fucking lunatic, but he, he, he kind of gets the guys going and they yeah. – I don't know. Well, I'm rooting for him. I'm actually rooting for Goff. I'm actually rooting for both of them because I like Matthew Stafford. I've said before if he's on any other team, I think he probably would have been a Hall of Famer. And maybe with the Rams – he can become that. I think if they go and win a Super Bowl, I think that 
justifies um, or verifies Matthew Stafford's talent. And I think one Super Bowl for him, considering the numbers he's put up over the years, he doesn't have the wins, but the numbers are unquestionable. I think everybody recognizes the talent. So if he puts one Super Bowl ring on, I think that validates him as a Hall of Famer. I really do. Um, I would agree. Yeah. And and then at the same time, I'm also rooting for Jared Goff because I just I think he got a little. I think. I think this is an example of the grass is always greener. I think I think the Rams, like you like you said last time, the Rams felt so strongly about him that they gave him the richest contract in the NFL history at the time. Yeah. And then two years later, you're soured on him after getting to the divisional round of the playoffs? I feel bad for the guy. I feel like that's a bit of a raw deal. Their offensive line was awful last year, which is why they weren't very good. And... You know they were ten and six and made the playoffs this year and won a won a playoff game against a pretty damn good Seattle team. Yeah, on at their place at Seattle. So I just I don't know. I I feel bad for him and I I hope so. I do hope he does well. That's what I'm saying. Man. I'm rooting for both guys. I'm just saying from a you know we'll take like the three thirty thousand foot view. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that either one of these. Uh, teams won the trade. I, they, I think that needs to be very. Uh, listen, I think it's a very specific way to decide whether or not the, um, the Rams won this trade. They got to make it to the Super Bowl. If they make it to the Super Bowl, they've won this trade because then it's worth it. Would you say? Uh, but the, just but the Detroit, it's going to be a little harder to figure out. Yeah, because yeah, because how do you put it in the words that they won the trade? Well, that's just it, right? Because even if those two draft picks are exceptional, it's such a team sport that you're not going to know. Unless with one right. of those draft picks, they end up drafting their future quarterback. I mean, it's a, it's a lot more, you know, flexible for Detroit. It's a lot more weighted on their end because it's not so cut and dry. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I just think they could have done better. I think they could have done better if they just waited, like, a little longer. Do you I don't know what the rush was. I, I, I think both teams kind of just wanted to get the hell rid of their their situations, and maybe that was it. But yeah, see, then that's emotional, and I don't know why you make an emotional yeah. decision. Because frankly, you could even look at it this way: you could have waited for the Deshaun Watson thing to play out, and then and yeah, then, I agree. Well, and here's why: because then you get a bidding war. Now you got teams that were looking for Watson that didn't get him, that now are desperate because now they have a disgruntled quarterback. I still think they could have gotten. I think they could have pressed the Colts. I think they could have pressed San Francisco. If Watson goes to, say, Miami, now San Francisco's sitting there, you know, jiggling their balls because they got no quarterback and they don't like Jimmy G. Man, you could you could probably sweat them for a little more than you got, you know, from the from the Rams. You know what I'm saying? You all right? Yeah, oh. everything's good. All right. Um, I think Luck's coming back. Well, yeah, so that complicates things immensely. Which gives me even I, more reason to say they should have held off because then now you're down to the two California teams. You probably could have sweated San Francisco for even more. And they have a number 12 this year. You could have got Denver involved more and you could have got Carolina involved more. I don't know. I just I I think that's why I'm having a problem with it. It's it's 
it's it's the fact the two things it's the fact that the compensation it's three things it's the, the compensation is delayed the compensation is in is going to probably be in the 20s and you're taking on a 25 million dollar salary i just don't get it where you probably could have taken you could have taken on Drew Locke who's probably going to make about 15 is he in his he's in is he was he the same class as Darnold uh, was he a year later this is year uh, this is only year 2 for Locke oh so so he's in his third year he's coming into yeah, his third year to- oh so he would have been even and cheaper than that he would have been around 7 million so yeah, you would get picks in a seven million dollar quarterback instead of picks. He was a second round pick. He was a second round pick too. So I think even cheaper now. Probably even cheaper. You're right. So I just don't get it. I don't get the. I I listen. I actually have a lot of respect for them for working working with Matthew Stafford to get him out of there. I think that's. I actually think that's very cool of them to do. All right. I think the time was up. Everyone recognized that, and it was time to move on. Yeah. So that was yeah. cool. But I just don't think they needed a rush. I mean, even just a few more weeks. I just I just don't get it. I just I don't see like here's why I don't get it even more. The trade can't even be official until what is it, March first? I think that's the day. So yeah. at the yep. very least, why wouldn't you wait until it got closer to then? They had they held all the cards. They held the guy that everybody wanted outside of Deshaun Watson. Well, and to make a trade before Super Bowl two is weird too. Like you never see that. I just think it's unnecessary. I think if they would have made these guys sweat a little more, somebody would have ponied up a little more. Again, now, so we know that the new GM for Detroit was with the Rams just a couple months ago. So maybe he's totally is in love with Jared Goff. Uh, I just don't get it because I don't see the fit because they're gonna be they're gonna be barren of any talent. And this, well, this poor bastard's going to get beat up for the next two, three years. Did you hear the story, too, with Stafford and, like, Goff? And I think Goff's brother-in-law works for the Rams or some shit. Did you hear that? Yes. Um, I don't remember the whole connection. But, yeah, I heard, like, the stepbrother oh, so, or brother-in-law, yada, yada. I, I yeah, and then, him, and then him and Goff got close. Or him and uh, McVay, they, they go on vacation together now, mm-hmm. too. And, like, so, I, but listen. Listen, you love me to death, but I don't think we're going on vacation and play golf, but I don't think you want me playing quarterback in the NFL yeah, for you. Yeah, they're two very like, different things. <laughs> yeah, <like> <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Stafford, connection. Yeah. If I could type today, that, would be great. Connection with McVay. They dine in Mexico. Yeah, great. That's good for them. Don't drink the McVay's water. friends with Kelly's, with Kelly's brother. Yeah, Kelly Stafford brother chad hall who's the bills wide receiver coach oh my god you want to talk about nfl connections all over the place holy christ i know i know i know jesus what a what a life that must be huh oh let's go let's go on my boat to mexico and dine all right so so i wanted to do this with you because yeah we think it we think it makes the rams better but where does stafford like let's play almost like a game like uh this guy or stafford so then we can kind of get a better idea of like where he ranks. Now I love those guys. Yes, I think I don't have a list of starting quarterbacks. I guess I can call that up real quick here. Let's see. Two thousand. Come on, can we be, can we be prepared? Twenty twenty uh, NFL starting <laughs> QBs. All right. Can I can I get thirty two starting quarterbacks ranked? All right, here we go. So Stafford or Tua. 
Stafford. Okay, yes. Stafford or Mitch Trubisky? Stafford. Yes. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about Dwayne Haskins. I'm not even going to talk about uh, Tyrod Taylor. because that Yeah, you can, you can leave out the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, Stafford or Drew Locke, your boy? Stafford. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's your situation. I think I know who's better, but then it becomes who would you want right now? Uh, if you're Cincinnati, Stafford or Joe Burrow? I would go with Joe Burrow because he's cheap and he's and he's younger and he's uh, and, and the Bengals are not even yet. close to winning. Yeah, yeah you're not exactly. there yet. I, I would agree. No. Although I like Joe Burrow a lot, I'm totally impressed. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not throwing him out with the trash, but just in this situation, yeah. we can get interesting here. Stafford or Derek Carr? Be careful. Yeah. So I heard a stat yesterday where Derek Carr is 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 really highly touted this offseason. Yeah. And, and Gruden's a fucking whack job and trying to play quarterback for him. He loves that. I actually I like Derek Carr. Um, but better than I Stafford. His stats this year were very good. Oof. But he with has that a stat, high no, completion no. percentage. He does not with throw that, interceptions. I know. I, I still I still go Stafford. Over I him, think though. he's underrated. I think Derek Carr is yeah. drastically yeah. underrated. But I agree with you. I think I'd still go Stafford. Okay, but, it's, but it's closer than you think, though. I, I, I totally think. agree with that. Uh, so he's retired now, but Stafford or Philip Rivers? Stafford, I hate Rivers. Yeah. And that's you well, but I, like, like I said to you, oh. you got to give Frank Reich some credit here. Somewhere along the line, Reich or or you got to give the Colts credit. He, it's, Rivers was a tur- turnover machine in the beginning of the year. And the last, like, two-thirds of the season, man, he just wasn't. Like I don't know if he was used to like he had to do everything with the Chargers, so that's how he kept kept doing it with the Colts. And then they said, "Listen, you yeah. have to do everything. We got a solid defense. We got a good running game. You don't have to do yeah. it all. You don't have to take all these risks." But because boy, the last two thirds of the season, and frankly, in the playoff game, he, he was really good. He was really yeah, good. he was. He I was. think he was just he done. Was. But I think he, he he was really good. And but I agree. I think I, I think still Frank, think I think Frank, I think Frank Wright's a very good coach too. I wholeheartedly agree, and I think he was a big reason that Philly did what Philly did with the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, sir. All right, here you go. Matt Stafford or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. I'm going to say yes. He turned me this year. I, last year I would have said no way. Yeah. Watching him this year. He made a big leap. He turned He made a big he leap. He turned me. And then you consider his ability to move, which is outstanding. Yeah, and, he, and, I th- and I think he's just as tough as Stafford is, too, to be honest with you. I agree with you. Matt Stafford, Daniel Jones. Oh, my God, Stafford. Okay, Matt Stafford or Baker Mayfield? Huh, that one I can't turn over that easy. Oh, I, like um, I, would say, I would say Stafford, but, but I think, but again, Baker made a leap, but I don't think he's close to Stafford. I'm not a yet. Baker guy. I was rooting for Baker coming out of college. I am no longer yeah. a Baker guy. I think he is a product of the coach and of the talent on that team. And I think once he's once he signs his second contract, which will be in the thirty to thirty five million range per season, and they can't afford a second really good tight end and four really good wide receivers and a great offensive line. Like when you've got to have to start sacrificing other players around him because he eats up so much of his salary cap, I think he's gonna get exposed like he kinda of did last year. I got year. it. So I got it. I think Stafford, well, and I think to me, it's Stafford and a landslide on that one. 
But you can't throw out, listen, all the progress system, whatever. Listen, a lot of guys are good to their system. Oh, but there's no doubt about it. And he'll still be in yeah. the system. Yeah, he'll still be in yeah. the system. And a lot of those yeah, guys will still I, be around, but. But you could you could also, listen, and I'm not a huge bigger guy either, so I don't know why I'm sticking up for him that much, but <laughs> just, to play, just to play devil's advocate on you. Yeah. I, I think he might be better with, a, with guys like Landry and Peoples-Jones and Higgins. Fuck, Beckham's a pain in the ass. I agree. I, I do not think Beckham is a good fit. And simply because I feel like Baker always felt he needed to get him the ball. Baker's yeah, not, not anywhere, Baker's so. not veteran enough to be able to tell an OBJ, I, you, I'm not throwing to you. That's just the way it is. Too bad. Right. And right. so I think it actually was a good thing that OBJ left or, or got, you know, wasn't on the team because of injury and they should trade him. I think it's a good thing for Baker because I just don't think yeah. he's ready for that. He's just not ready to handle a guy like that. Um, so, but I think he'll be exposed once he gets a bigger contract. Okay, Matthew Stafford or Ryan Tannehill? Stafford. Mm. See, now this one is actually closer for me than the Baker Mayfield one. Tannehill's very mobile. Tannehill has a very high completion percentage. He doesn't turn the ball over. Took this team to the playoffs two years in a row. We disagree on this one. I think I think Tannehill is such a project of Derrick Henry. And AJ Brown's a fucking monster. He throws he throws those six yard plants to AJ Brown. He goes to this. I don't think Tannehill's great. I don't think he's bad. I didn't but say I don't he was great. Like, yeah, I didn't say he was great. Yeah, and no, I like Stafford. I'm. I, I think I would still take Stafford. I'm still. I'm still going to say Stafford. But to me, this is closer than the Baker Mayfield one. To me, gotcha. Stafford over Mayfield, no problem. Uh, to me, it's still Stafford over Tannehill, but it's closer because, of, especially because of that mobility. Gotcha. And he doesn't turn the ball over. Okay, That's true. This will be that interesting. Stafford or Ben Roethlisberger? I know some people that are right now. On this one. Right now, right now, I think it's Stafford. I think I would agree with that. I think I would agree with it even a couple years ago. The the, the last it's the last. Close, Six weeks playoffs, Ben looked like, Oof. yeah, his his arm turned into a, a noodle. Listen, it happens. It happens. Even Brady did him, and he goes, "Oh, I'm just having a whip like yeah, now with Mahomes like laughing about it." Like, but different guys. I know Brady figured out a way to like keep going with it, but Ben can't, and that's that, that's very apparent. I think. I I think uh, I think it's very interesting that he basically came out and said, you know, uh, I don't care about the money for next year i just want to play like it's almost like i know i'm not worth it it's surprising honesty i guess is the word but i know i'm not worth it so let's work something out because i do want to try one more one more season next year's got to be it for him right i mean you never know i mean maybe maybe part of the season was because you know he was coming off the surgery and the and the elbow just ran out of gas so we'll see we'll see they were 11 and 0 and he was playing friggin great before that so yeah, but yeah, and you know what too? I've said, I've, I was saying all year the week four by hurt him as an older quarterback, and then like when it got called, the elbow really started to bark on him. I think too. So, yeah, I think that's all part of it. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray? I'm not a big Murray guy, so Stafford all day. I'm not either, at least not yet. And if yeah, Stafford was yet, two, if Stafford were two years older than he is right now, I would probably say Kyler Murray. But with him only being 32, 33 years old, and that is still very young these days for a quarterback in the NFL, I will take Matthew Stafford, absolutely. 
Uh, I'm going to say we both say that Stafford against Jimmy Garoppolo. It's be an interesting yep. one because I think this guy's a bit underrated. Um, and they're, actually, their careers are very similar. Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins? Uh, I would say Stafford. I think I would say Stafford, too, because I think he's just more talented. But I bet you statistically these guys are, like, eerily similar. Without me actually looking, and I'm not going to look, I'm going to say that they're statistically eerily similar. Cousins does not throw a lot of interceptions. Um, but but Matt Stafford is way more physically gifted than Cousins. Yeah, and something about something about Cousins just says he's a little light in the loafers to me, and I don't mean that I like agree. to be like – No, very, I agree. Like, that whole thing with Stefan Diggs – and Thielen calling him out last year, and then Jefferson calling him out this year, and him basically yeah, pussing out and being like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, that bothers me. Yeah, dude, there's something. I told yeah, exactly. That bothers me a little. I just don't see any of the other big-name, big-time quarterbacks just being like, I'm sorry, Mr. Rookie Jefferson. I, I'll try harder. <laughs> Like, can you imagine Brady? Can you imagine Brady going to Mike Evans? Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't see you on the fade yeah. out there. I'm very sorry. Uh, like Br- Brady going to guys for crying after the championship game. Go, we're not done yet. Shut up! Like, <laughs> like exactly. Like, <laughs> and he's got six in his pocket already. Yeah, like, <sighs> like yeah. that's the difference, man. Yeah. But, you know. But I, what I'll say is they're similar in the sense of neither one of them has a lot of playoff success. They both put up big numbers, but they don't necessarily win big games. Uh, but you would agree Cousins been on better teams than Stafford, though. Like, I you think so? You would think so. But you know what? It's not like it's not like Detroit always got blown out, and when there were close games, they didn't get pulled out. Like he's got losing records against uh, the Bears. You the Bears. So I just. Um, I don't know. I would like to. The problem is 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 Stafford's track record. Like he puts up good numbers, but then you can start to say like, well, how many of those touchdowns were when they were down by two or three scores? You know, we'll call them the end stats like that. And it happens a lot because they were in that position a lot. That's the difference. It's not like he they were ten and six and had empty stats. Like, you know. So. And there's a lot of those games, bro. Because I've had them in fantasy football a couple of years. there's been a lot of stats late. Definitely. And there's been a lot of games to give him credit where they're down like four and he's fucking limping around. He, and he throws a touchdown late to like so. And then the defense goes and gives up another touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and they give up a Hail Mary to Rodgers with 4.4 <laughs> four seconds. Like, yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. I'm skipping over Tom Brady and I'm going to uh, Matthew Stafford or Matthew Ryan. Wow. Matt Ryan's, what, two years older? Uh, been to a Super Bowl has probably probably better stats by a little bit, I would say. Probably uh, has had has had has had a Hall of Famer at freaking wide receiver. Um, maybe as a future one in Red League too. I, I would say I would say Stafford, but, but yeah. only probably because Brian's older and who knows where he ends up too this year. Who knows if he stays there too? Yeah, I think Stafford is more mobile. I think Stafford has a better arm. Uh... Matt Ryan's tough. He doesn't get hurt. He turns the ball over a lot. He does. He and he does. tends to and do he's it also, in bunches. And in bad spots. Yeah. So I would take Matthew Stafford there. Yeah, I really would. Uh, Matthew Stafford or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. 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 Carson Wentz
right now, Stafford, because who knows what Wentz is like mentally, physically. If you asked me this a year ago, I would probably say Carson Wentz. I probably would agree with you. I would probably say Carson Wentz. Especially bringing them, especially bringing them to the playoffs last year when they were like they, with their no receivers Mikey Jerry and Mickey. Yes, they had high school so, kids at wide receiver. They literally had guys off the was, practice squad. I mean, I mean, I mean, something Ward played quarterback at Houston. Yes. I don't know, like it was a good quarterback so, too, but not a wide receiver. Yeah. So I, I would I would agree with you on that last year, but this year's a totally different ball game. Yeah, I would say Matthew Stafford. I'm wait, I'm waiting on one that we're gonna think battle on. I can't wait for you to say it. All right, uh, Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott. Oh man, a healthy Dak, I'd say Dak, but I have no idea what he's gonna be. It's a no brainer for me. You think Stafford? Oh yes. I don't think Dak is is that good. I think he's I think he's a middle of the pack. I think he's like a somewhere between like the thirteenth and seventeenth best quarterback in the league. I, I I don't think so. I think Dak is probably I'd say eight to twelve for me. Oh no. Yeah. I don't I just don't see it. I look I look at it again. They were what one and four when he got hurt this year. It's not like they were winning games when he was there. Uh, but Pete, and they were falling behind. I know, but they were falling behind, and all they if those points didn't come early, they came late. Now you can say like they were comebacks, I guess, but you can't fall behind by four scores and then tell me you brought your team back to only lose by a touchdown. Like you got to keep your team in the game when your defense yeah. is playing like crap. You don't get to. Take but I, I don't. I really don't think those games were like that, though, dude, to be honest with you. They kind of were. The Browns game was, for sure. Yeah. I know that. But the, the, the first two games weren't. But Seattle? Game was like 20, Seattle's what, 27? Hold on. Hold the phone. Let me get a schedule. Get for to it. Come on. I need my, my crack research gang to get on this. My bad. I just, I'm just not a deck guy at all. I'm just not. I don't. Again, I don't think he's bad. I would take him. I'm just saying, if you're asking me over Matthew Stafford, I think Stafford's an elite quarterback. There's a handful of guys that I would take over him. It probably would have been more fun to like start at the top and say like, who would you take? Like, who would you take over him? For me, because I I actually think Stafford's elite. All right. So week one they lost 2017. To who? To the Rams at the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. So that was that. So that's the regular football. You game, know, Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goss, yeah. <laughs> um, so Prescott had more passing yards. Yeah, and he um, did just enough to lose. All right, Jesus. All right. All right. Atlanta, they won 40 to 39. Yeah, and oh, do you remember that game? They were yeah, down by over two scores, and Atlanta handed them the game. I remember that one. That was an Atlanta was on a streak of getting big leads and giving them, coughing them up. Dak threw for 450 yards. Probably 200 of it in the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter. They won the game. No, it doesn't matter. It absolutely, you're absolutely right about that. Seattle, 38-31. They lost at Seattle. Back through for 472 yards. And just enough to lose. The uh, defense they, stunk they, this they, year. So I, I, well, that's, well, that's, well, that's, well, that's part of my argument, Pete. Like, the well, guys, was, the guys did their defense stink last year? Because they missed the playoffs last year, too. Okay. But we're talking about this year. <laughs> The Cleveland game. The, the Cleveland game was bad. They, they got routed in that game. I remember Beckham had a sick game that day, and he uh, Dak threw for five hundred and two yards. Oof. He put up big and numbers this year. Game, that's for sure. And then the next game, he got hurt. 
What was the it? What game did he get hurt? Oh, it was Giants. And they Giants, lost that game October too. 11. They won. They won that game. Oh, they won. Yeah, because uh, the Red Riding Hood brought them back. Red Riding Hood. <laughs> That's great. So I'm just not a Dak guy. I don't think he's bad. I just don't. I I would take Matthew Stafford in a heartbeat over him. Uh, Deshaun Watson or Matthew Stafford? Wow. Wow. I go Watson. I do too. I go Watson. I think it's closer than a lot of other people would would say. Let us not forget, please, that Houston was 4-12 this year. I know how great Deshaun Watson is. Let's not make him into the greatest quarterback to ever play football, that we should give up every pick in the next 17 drafts to get him. They were 4-12 and this year. He's another one who did just enough to lose games this year. That does hurt his credibility a little bit. I uh, just a little. Just a little. Oh, he also yeah, went to the playoffs last year, went to the second round, played the, the played what would be the eventual Super Bowl champions. I think he's really good, and I would take him over Stafford. But could we not? Could we hold off on him being a god? Andrew Luck played on a terrible team that had no defense, and they went 11-5 and five three years in a row. So let you know, with, with nowhere near the talent that around him that the Houston Texans had. No JJ Watts, no no receivers, no running backs, no offensive line. Like he, Yeah. He's he went four and twelve and did just enough to lose last year. He's not perfect. He got smoked by Kansas City last year in the playoffs. He he does not have the best record against uh above five hundred teams in his career. Like just slow slow down. With that said, I take him over Matthew Stafford. I just say that as, you know, everyone's saying you got to unload everything you got to bring him in. I don't think he's that good. So let's just slow down a little bit, okay? Right, right. I don't yep. think he's that good to just unload everything you got. But that's another story. So I think we're in agreement. Uh, I'm going to skip Drew Brees. Okay, Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I yeah. – it, for me, it's Aaron Rodgers. Well, for me, it's Aaron Rodgers too. With the thirty-seven years old thing starting, to, starting to creep is, up a little. It is, but he doesn't play bit. like a thirty-seven year. He's not playing. No, like, that's, that's, that's he still moves yeah, around really well. Rodgers. Still very athletic. Still has a cannon for Norm. Yeah, I'd go Rodgers too. I just the, the, the age just for a second kind of held me up, but you're right. Uh, Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson. All right, so last year in the beginning of this year, I would have said Wilson. But no-brainer, something, right? Something, something's not there now. Something, yes. I think they're better when he, they're running the ball first. I mean, a lot of teams are. Don't get me wrong. but Well, they did, that the, that. they did that the second half of the season, and it backfired. It was the beginning of the year where they let Russ cook. And let Russ cook. They couldn't play any defense. And then they started playing defense, and then Russ couldn't cook anymore. And then Russ couldn't. Yeah, and then Russ just, uh, It was a very strange so, uh, season for Seattle. Yeah, I, I I think I and I like Russell Wilson. I, I really do. I think I would lean Stafford there. Wow. I'm a big, I, I would I go think, with Russell Wilson. I think it's closer than most people would I would can't blame you if you do. I just I can't I can't something with you. Here's why also, let me give you this. For me it also goes way beyond the stats. I think Russell Wilson is a tremendous leader. Uh, I think he has full control over the over the locker room and full control on the field. I also think he never, I don't think, I know he never gets hurt. 
Um, and I pointed out to you that Stafford, other than last year, he not this past season, but the 2019 season, he missed eight games. I think he had a freaking broken back or something, whatever the hell he did. But other than that, he's gone seven out of the last eight seasons playing all 16 games. And that this year he was really banged up on a bad team and he continued to play. So I give him a lot of credit. I think he's tough. Yeah. But Russell Wilson doesn't yeah. miss games, period. Like he doesn't miss games, period. And he's younger. Uh, I, just, I, would, I, 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 I like him a lot. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I would take him almost over, almost over almost any other quarterback in the league. There's very few that I would take instead of Russell Wilson. So I'm a big fan of his. No, I like them too. I just some right, some was so, weird this year. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Some happened at the end of the season. It was very strange for Seattle. I don't get it. I don't know how you go from scoring like thirty five points a game to like you can't even get twenty. I don't know what it changed. Was like that, it was almost like Metcalf stuff with his wife or something because like they were killing it. And I'm like, you know, look at him at the end of the year. Like, I think you know, maybe maybe some, yeah, maybe some of it is you know teams got a good look at what they were doing, and then you also have to remember they moved on from. Uh, who is their OC that they that they let go? I guess they, they parted away. Your boy, your, your boy, Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. So it was the same guy calling the plays in the beginning of the year that was at the end of the year, and they let him go. I know they had a they they they, they couldn't come to an agreement. They had a little butting of heads. Maybe Shotty wanted to throw it around a little more, and and um, Pete Carroll wanted to tone it down. I don't know. I don't know if Russell was getting getting banged up a little because they were thrown as much as they were. I don't know why. But something happened, and it, it was weird. I just don't know how you go yeah. from being one of the most explosive teams in the entire league to, like, you can't even put 20 on a board. Yeah, it was weird. I agree. So, all right, now, I don't know if this is the one you were calling for, but this is a fascinating one. Uh, Matthew Stafford or Lamar Jackson? No, that's not the one yet. Hmm. Um, I would go... I would go with... Although I'm not a big fan, I would probably go with Lamar. What's your reasoning behind that? Because I don't. I go for Matthew Stafford. Um, the thing with Jackson is he puts up some really good numbers, but I don't know. The, 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 the injury concern scares me with him because if he doesn't become a better thrower, he's going to get hurt or he's going to be like this forever. He's going to lose in the first round every year. But then again, that hasn't been there either. So it's yeah. kind of the same thing to me. I just go by, I think, like I said, I'm not a huge fan, but I think just go by age and the ability to make a big play happen, like, at any point. And again, that's going to slow down at some point, too. But right now, I'm still Jack. Yeah, it doesn't look like Lamar Jackson is going to slow down anytime soon. But I go with Matthew Stafford, and here's why: I don't really take the staff. I don't really take Stafford's age into this too much because if you get five years out of him, man, there's not a team in this league. There's not a there's not a single team in the NFL that's looking beyond five years from now. Yeah, that's true. I think they're gonna get five. And, out and sure. I just, I, as I've said to you, I just don't think Lamar Jackson is a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't think they're ever gonna win less than ten games, nine or ten games. I just because I just think you know half of the teams on your schedule are going to be bad, and I think he's just too good of an athlete for bad teams to stop. I just he's just too good. Yeah, with his legs, he's just it's he's he's too much for pretty good teams, but bad teams he's just too much. He's just too much. So I just don't see them ever being bad with him on the team. But 
when it comes to the playoffs, you're going to be playing three or four, two, well, no, I guess it would be three or four really good teams, depending on what your seed is. You're going to be playing three really, three or four really good teams. And you're going to be playing them when they're playing their best. And I just don't see him being one being able to be one dimensional for four for three or four straight games. Like I just think in one of those three or four games, a team is going to beat him because you can't. You just can't. You know, coordinators are putting everything they got. Players are giving everything they got. I just don't think you could do that for a three or four game stretch. Would just be a running quarterback. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just his his another guy this year that kind of proved to me a little bit more like than I than I gave him credit for. So that's that's all. Well, let I'm me really, ask you, let's you put know? it this way: If Matthew yeah. Stafford was on the Ravens, could they have beaten Buffalo? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because what was the problem? They couldn't push the ball down the field, and there were guys open, and he didn't get it to him. And and fucking Jackson says right before the game. You know, I never played in the snow. I never played in the cold like this before. Yeah, you don't want to say that. Yeah, I just, you know, and Buffalo didn't exactly light the scoreboard up. Like, Baltimore played great defense. They would have won that game with a Matthew Stafford at quarterback. So, yeah. And, and, by and, the way, Buffalo got- and then who knows what happens, game. you know? So, yeah. to me, I'm looking at a five-year window, and Matthew Stafford over the next five years, if it was a team like Baltimore – Baltimore's a better team. I think they're a championship potential team with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. I just think they are. Yeah. I think that's they are. Point. I'm not saying they would win one. I'm just saying they could win one. So, all right. So that brings me down to the two Super Bowl quarterbacks, unless you have somebody else in mind that you want to talk about. Um, yeah. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Because in this list, they had Tyrod Taylor as a starter. So. Um, boy. Oh. Wow. Tough, right? They're so similar, actually. <laughs> I know. I know. When you think about it, like, I wouldn't call Herbert a runner, but he can run, and I would think – I think he's probably a little more athletic than Stafford, but – Yeah, I would Stafford say a does, more. Stafford has done a lot of that kind of running around in a pocket. He's not necessarily a run take-off-and-run guy. Both have really big arms. Mm. But isn't that funny? Like they're like they're like the same guy. They're like the same guy. So if it's the same guy, then I will go with the younger version. I I suppose. Right. If you like, ask me right now, would you trade Herbert for Matthew Stafford straight up? I would. I don't think I can pull that off. While I think Stafford is probably better at this moment. If you're the Lions, you're doing jumping jacks to get him. I'll say that much. To get Sta- to get Herbert. This is what I'm deal, saying. I'm, the- so I'm saying I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would. I would trade uh, if I'm if I were the Chargers or if I was any team and I had Herbert. I don't think I would trade him for Stafford. That's what I'm saying. God, well, so then, that, then there's I, your answer. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think I would have to stick with Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. I right, saw so 43. I think Mahomes were straight on. Like we're not going to trade. You, know, you you pick Mahomes. We would both pick Mahomes. Over Matthew Stafford? Yeah. 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 Now, 43-year-old Tom Brady, who you know you got tomorrow, this weekend's game, and probably one more season. Well, definitely one more. I think it's definitely he's going to play one more, Tom Brady. Yeah, definitely one more. Um, Or Matthew Stafford, who's going to give you like, you know, 
five, six, seven more years. Listen, nobody's a bigger Brady fan than me, but I'd, I'd go Stafford. Oof, man. Because, you know, at some point, he's going to fall off a cliff. I, I mean, you got to think that, right? Like, I know, but if you're – let's just say, like, I actually – I think Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Tom Brady right now. But Tom Brady comes with so many intangibles. My God. I know. That's true. That's it's true. like – you know that team is playing better right now because of Tom Brady, not because he's throwing the ball, but because he's Tom Brady. Right. And you do not get to go to the Super Bowl all the time. And I think they're actually probably a better team next year because you'll be in a comp, you'll be in a division with New Orleans who will not have Drew Brees. Atlanta, who has a new coach and will be rebuilding, and Carolina, who's already rebuilding. So you're going to win your division next year. You have got a really good chance of being a one or a two seed, depending on what. Now, and, and your your biggest competition are Green Bay and Seattle. Seattle's in the toughest division in all of football. So who knows who wins that division? Right. I think Tampa might be in an even better position next year to make a run at a Super Bowl. Yeah, because now you give him a now you give him a full off season too. And yes. New, and new so, guys. would you want to give up Tom Brady, knowing you're only going to have him one more season to get Matt Stafford for four or five, six seasons? <laughs> I mean, I'd certainly want Matthew Stafford after Tom's done. Like, what a hell of a replacement that is! But right, I don't, I don't know that I could do that. I don't think I could do that. I couldn't do that. I'd, I would rather take one more run with Tom Brady next year than have have Matthew Stafford for four, five, six years. Yeah. Right, listen, you're not going to hear me argue on it, but it's it's risky. So the funny thing is that doesn't that probably doesn't make sense from an organizational standpoint. You should want the guy that gives you the better chance over the longer haul. Right. But I think I think you just say, let's take another run at this. Next year. That's interesting. The intangible thing you can't it's, you can't measure. That, that's true. For him, it's bigger than any other player in the league. It really His is. intangibles it's, it's, mean more right. than they mean with and I and that's includes Russell Wilson. That includes anybody anybody you want to put in there. His intangibles count for more than anybody else in the league. Like double. The leadership, the rings, just the gravitas that he has when he walks into a room. Yeah. I bet you there's guys on the Seahawks that look at Russ and say, I'm not listening to him. I like enough, dude. Like I know you're I know you're Russell Wilson, but you know, ease up a little bit. You can't even you couldn't even look yourself in the mirror and say that to Tom Brady. You know what? I think it's like saying it to Michael with... Jordan. Yeah. <clears throat> You couldn't yeah, say that Russell to Michael Wilson, Jordan. Like you just can't talk to Michael Jordan like that. You know, you just can't. No. I don't think you can't do it to no. Brady. If you do get punched in the face. So that's why I think I would still I would take one more run. Because you just plus it's a hell of a story. <laughs> you know, you're Tampa. <laughs> you know, you're not exactly the coolest place in the country to hang out. Like I mean it's a great Tampa's a good spot. I'm just I'm just saying like it's not Miami. It's not, yeah. you know, New York. It's not L.A. It's Tampa. 
you know, your franchise history is kind of sketchy at best. You you do have the one championship, but that was, you know, one time and then no, nothing before and nothing since. And I got these two years with Tom Brady, and it's like, no, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No, I would just, I'd let the story ride. It's a better story for the team. So, no, I would say no. It's, it's, it's definitely more of a conversation than you thought it would be, right? Like, Yeah, because, I like I said, talent-wise, physically-wise, I think Matthew Stafford is better than him right now. And uh, I would love to. I would love to see Matthew Stafford on that friggin' team because, you know, yeah. now you got a really good offensive line with a running game, great receivers, and a and a stout defense. Hell yeah! Like I would love to see Matthew Stafford on that team for the next three, four years, five years. I think that'd be. I think that's a top five team in this league for you know for the foreseeable future. I just can't give up next year. I couldn't give up next year. So, I hear you. Listen, you know, I get it. It's a tough one, though. Yeah. It's a tougher one. If you look it at it from an organizational yeah. standpoint and you look at it from a, like a historical standpoint, I think history wins out. I think history wins out. So, anyway, how do you think this is? Because this is you know what ends up being the question. This is the question that's you know Deshaun Watson's going to dominate the off season until something definitive happens. Which who who knows when that's going to happen. But how do you think right. this trade affects him with Houston? I don't know. People keep saying on the friggin' radio that that they're gonna they're gonna mend, mend fences and, and work it out. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think he's I think he's made up his mind. But I do think I do think that that definitely like we talked about earlier that definitely lowers his possibilities. It, like it, I just don't know. Like I just don't know who people have the capital to get him if that if they want if they want a, a song and a mountain and, a, and everything else. I just think the Jets. The Dolphins. I don't know what Carolina's do doing. Think, and I don't do you think the fact that? Do you think the fact that Detroit got two number ones and a starting quarterback changes the asking price for Deshaun Watson? Do you think that ups the price? Because I, 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 I think, think most people agree because he's younger and and more, and more talented that Watson's more valuable than Stafford. So do I you think, think that means that starting. people that Houston gets more for him than Detroit got for Stafford? Listen, they could ask for. I don't think they don't. I don't think they, remember they're only competing against what other teams are going to want to give. Yes. So they're going to get the best deal what they're going to get. So it's not like I've said this many least, times. A player's only as valuable as some or anything, any anything that can be sold. It's only as valuable as somebody's willing to pay for it. So while the Jets have the most uh, picks to, to give and maybe a Quinn and Williams to add into that, which I have no problem parting with, by the way. Um, really? They, I have no problem parting with Quinn and Williams. I think that's wow. a very replaceable piece. Yeah, I don't disagree, I but I think he's, only, he's like one of your only pieces right now with defense. But yeah, I totally agree, but I would, I have no problem parting with him. I have more, I have more of a problem parting with four first round picks. Like if it was yeah, two I, first round picks, Sam Darnold and Quinn and Williams, sign me up. Yeah, see ya. But, they, but the, and here's why I say that. I think Deshaun Watson is phenomenal. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a top five or six quarterback in the league. But the Jets are bad. They have a lot of holes. Like their entire yep. defense, other than maybe I don't know three players, is bad. Um, and it's going to take multiple drafts. To, to build that team back up. 
So, and I think Miami, while their defense is way more complete, their offense is not as complete, and they don't have as much draft capital as the Jets. So, in the end, it's like, how much can you give up? What, while still putting a, a good team, so like I keep coming back to this. Let's let us not forget Houston was four and twelve this year with Deshaun Watson. Like if you put a bad team on a field, you can have a really good quarterback and still have a bad record. So yeah. Like so, while we can sit here and say if you can get two ones and a starting quarterback for Matthew Stafford, you should be able to get four ones. Yeah, but. That's not how it works. It comes down to what teams are willing to pay. And I don't yeah. know that. So the funny thing is I don't know that the Jets, because of the way they're currently constituted, would should give away four first-round draft picks for a starting quarterback because they'll, they'll just be a bad team with a really good quarterback. While on the other hand, I'll look at, say, like San Francisco and say you should consider – going as far as need be because they're probably a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you'd be a quarterback and, and you'd have him locked up for what, four years. So you'd be, a, yeah. you, so, so the 49ers could be a Super Bowl contender for the next four years with, with Deshaun Watson. You're not depending on drafts and draft picks. And let us not forget. They'll still have their second, third, fourth, you know, through seventh round picks, the and Jets they draft are, well anyway. are super dependent on the, on the draft to build their team because they they're bad. They have a million holes, man. They have holes in the offensive line. They do not have you know good good wide receivers. They don't have a good defensive line. They have bad. They can't rush the passer. They don't have cover corners. Like they got pieces missing, man. And they need picks. You can't you can't just you can't just free agent your way to all that stuff. You might be able to fill two of those holes with free agents, but not, you know, not your whole team. So right. the funny thing is the teams that have the capital to pay probably shouldn't because they need that capital to build up a decent team. And while San Francisco has given up a lot to get to where they are, I would give up. If I'm them, I'd just say, what do you want? You know, look, look at our, look at what we have and just tell me what you want. And I would probably say yes. Because they're close, yeah. you know they're really close, and they and they and they draft well anyway, so they'll find guys later on too. So yeah, like I just look at the Jets and I say you're not a year or two away from being a contender. So wh- why why pay sixty million over the next two years if you're not ready? Yeah, Miami's different. I I just I keep coming back to Miami and it hurts me to it pains me to say. But like I do look at, I say Miami on the East Coast and and probably San Francisco and Denver on the West Coast are those are to me the three teams that make the most sense because I think Denver is closer than most people realize. I think San Francisco is extremely close, and I think Miami with Deshaun Watson and some and some wise free agents. And drafts, I think those three teams are all instantaneously contenders next year for a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson. I don't think the Jets are. And he's not. No, you're not. lucky you're, okay. you're, you're lucky you're playoff team next year. Say it again. You're lucky you're a playoff team next year. I think they're lucky if they're a 500 team next year. Right, right. You know, it all depends on who the quarterback is and what they decide to do. But if the Jets are 8-8 eight and eight next year, <laughs> Robert Sala is a god, 
and you're you know you're on the right track. But even at eight and eight, I think eight and eight with Deshaun Watson would be a great year. I think if they gave you know say three first round picks and then whatever else other draft picks to get Deshaun Watson and they go eight and eight, that's amazing. Here's the problem: they look like an eight and eight team for the next two or three years. They just look like a bad to mediocre team with a really good quarterback. They look like the yeah. Detroit Lions. Like a bad roster with a good quarterback. You know, you're the you're the um you're the Minnesota Vikings. You're you're the Cam Newton Carolina Panthers. You just you know the Raiders a little bit in there too, I think, right? Who? The Raiders? Well the Raiders have problems their problems are on defense. So yeah, but let's keep drafting wide receivers at fucking 13 overall. I mean, Let stupid. me tell you something. I actually think the Raiders are not a terrible candidate for Houston. And if I'm Houston, I'm thinking about it. I know. I know. I, I, think, I think a package of, like, Derek Carr and, and and like, you know, some semblance of four or five draft picks, like this year's number one, next year's number one, and, like, three other picks throughout the draft. Man, I tell you what. I would seriously consider that. Derek Carr is relatively cheap. His contract is relatively cheap. I think he's locked up for the next two or three years with his current contract. If I'm used to I seriously me. consider that one. That scares the shit out of me. Now i got to play against Mahomes, Herbert, and Watson. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, right? Oh. So the funny thing is the Raiders the don't care. Like uh, <laughs> Gruden has a 10-year contract. He's He, got, he can't lose. Uh, the Raiders are known for like, you know, doing drastic things. It wouldn't shock me if they if they were to do it. Which I just want to circle back to what you had said at the beginning of the Watson conversation today about whether or not um, they can reconcile. And I actually think they can. And if I'm Casario and Cully and ownership, I'm I'm take I am in no rush to make this happen. I am doing everything I can to make this work. I don't. I don't think. One hundred percent, dude. You don't want to let this guy walk out your door. Are you I just crazy? don't. Yeah, and I don't know that it's as cut and dry as everyone says. Like because he says he's not going to play. You know, it's easy to say until it comes time to do it. And then you know, again, everything happens on a day to day basis. We can't just like skip to July and say he's sitting out. You know. There's players on that team. They hear their starters sitting out. They're getting upset. They start tweeting. Like, this stuff all happens day to day, hour to hour. Um, so I don't know that it's I don't know that it's a done deal that he's leaving. Uh, and, I, and if I'm Casario, colleague, ownership, I'm doing everything I can. I'm trying to have a conversation with him. And I just want to say this again. I, I stated this a little bit last time, but I, this bothers me. There is – this is the same guy. And now, okay. I heard some people saying, like, Howard came out today and said this is the dysfunctional team and he has every right to want out. I get that if he's two or three years into his contract. Like, you know, you sign a contract with a team, you show some loyalty, and then over the next two or three years, just weird shit happens. And you're like, I got to get the hell out of here. I get that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I get that. This guy signed his contract. <clears throat> Watson signed his contract in July. Like it was the same owner, it was the Easterby was there. What didn't you like? You didn't like the head coach. He's gone. You got a new head coach. 
You didn't like there was no GM. You got a you got a a, a legitimate guy as your new GM. You know, coming from the New England Patriots. So I don't understand what's so different now from from like what's so dysfunctional now that he can't possibly tolerate that wasn't there in July. In fact, everybody thinks O'Brien was a moron. He's gone. So the head coach who was supposedly so bad is gone. You have a legitimate GM in place, and the guys that you're complaining about now were there seven months ago. So when the, how did how were they so nice and awesome then, and now they're they're jackasses simply because they didn't let you in on the GM search? There's got to be more to that, right? Yeah, I don't know if there's more to that, but when I hear people say, you know, he's in a dysfunctional situation. Is it any more, is it, I need to know this. Can you tell me that it's that much more dysfunctional than it was six months ago when he signed this contract? Well, we're never going to find that out until down the road. I don't know, but it seems like the problem is Easterby. He was there when he signed this contract. The McNair, who's the owner, was there when he signed this contract. The guys that are considered were considered the big problem, Bill O'Brien is gone, and they brought in a GM. So I don't understand. Things are moving in the direction that you would think he would want. Get rid of a bad coach, get rid you know, bring in a legitimate GM. Those are those are legitimate wants. You got those. The other pieces were already there. Why would you have if Easterby was the problem and McNair were the problem, why did you sign six months ago? Not two years ago, six or seven months ago. This is what I don't understand. This is the part that I don't understand. Yeah. So you can say there's more to it, and maybe is it really just about the fact that they didn't include him in the GM search? Whatever, well, I'm just, dude. I'm assuming. I'm just assuming. Because if that if that's the only reason, then listen, you got to put your big boy pants on and get over it. I, I, yes. <laughs> but but first of all, they shouldn't have done that anyway. Forget that. Rodgers has no say. Brady's got no say. Like, listen, that was stupid to mention that to him. Yeah, and. And Brady did have some say in bringing Antonio Brown in and Gronkowski in, but Brady's but got I mean, six like, rings. I mean, like, He's Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't get that. They never should have said that they were going to include him on that. I actually think you should include your quarterback in, a, in, in the head coach search, but not the GM search. What are we talking about? No. It's a front office position, no. man. This has nothing to do with Ridiculous. you. Ridiculous. So, all right, let's get to the big game. Uh, yeah. What do you think is, what do you think, <laughs> keys? I don't know. Tell me something. What you got? What are you thinking about this? Well, well, you asked for my my best bet of the weekend, and my best bet right now would be Travis Kelsey under nine catches. Wow. He's been killing it. Well, that's exactly why I'm going with it. And that's exactly what that leads into your question on what what I think the Buccaneers need to do. So, obviously, there's going to be points. They're both going to score points. I mean, let's be honest. But Todd Bowles. I think is the key here. Mm, I agree. Because he brings pressure. They, they set well Rodgers five times. They had a great second half against the Saints. Um, they didn't play well. They got, you know, we're both big fans of, uh, of the kid, that's the little linebacker. I couldn't even get that was his name. The kid from LSU. Devin White. White. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. We're both a big fan of him. I think he's great. But listen, so they're getting a lot of pressure on guys, but Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league under pressure. So what do you do there? Tyree killed the first time they played against each other. Torched them. Mm. 
200 and something yards, right? He's killing them. But they made a little bit of an adjustment. They've all gotten better since that game on the, in the defensive backfield. So I think how Bowles attacks them is going to be interesting. So I don't know what they're going to do. So now they don't have a great – McCall Hardman's good, but he's not, he's not a great number two. Now, you can't double, you can't double Hill and Walk. And Hill or Kelsey. So do they, do they try to stuff Kelsey up in the middle? Do they bump him? Do they, do they shadow him? What do they do? Do they bring safety in? And and do they what do they do with Hill on the outside? So I don't know I don't know what they're going to do. That's why I like the Chiefs in this game because I just don't think that the Buccaneers could have enough to stop all their weapons. I remember their running game's not bad either. Edward Delaire is pretty good. That two waves is good. So I just don't. I like I, I like the Chiefs in this game. If you had done in my head, I'm not enough. I'm going to bet the side. But I just think Kelsey's been so good. Listen, he's what he catched twelve games, one twelve catches one game, ten another game, two touchdowns. I mean, the guy's a monster. There's a reason why he set tight end records all over the place yeah. this year, and he was on my fantasy team. Thank you very much. But um, so you think I they're going to do everything know. they can to stop Kelsey and and try that's to handle my, everything else? Opinion. That's my opinion. I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, it's easier said than done because you, you're going to have to yeah. double him because you can't just put a safety on him, and you certainly can't let him be covered by linebackers. He's a, he's just a no. he's a matchup nightmare. He's so a fantastic. He's a fantastic route runner, and he and he knows how to put his body in positions where you can't get to the ball. Yeah. So i i think I think I think the Bucks have one kind of specific path to victory, and I think Kansas City has multiple paths because I think Kansas City can play from they can they can blow they can blow out the Bucks. I really do think they could blow them out. I think they could, yeah, they could beat them in a tight game, and I think they could fall behind and make a comeback. Uh, I think they could, you know. It could be Kelsey, it could be Tyreek Hill, and frankly, Mahomes is so good. It could be it could be somebody else. He just he's just yeah. he he can turn someone else into a star overnight by you know somehow some secondary guy get, get you know secondary receiver ends up getting two touchdowns because because the Bucks are doing exactly what you said, you know there. So I think the key for the Bucks is the one path that they have is, and it's interesting. Because the thing they need to do could be could could cause them more problems, but they need to find a way to get pressure on Mahomes um, with just four guys up front. Because if you blitz them, then number one you create running lanes, and number two uh, you're you're single covering, you know, all these insanely fast guys between Kelsey and right. tight end is ridiculously fast, and then and so big, and then Hill. And, and, and just everything they got. They just got so many weapons. So if they can find a way, which I think they may actually be able to, it's they their their path is kind of like what the Giants did to New England, which is get pressure on a quarterback with just four guys, sometimes five, but you know what I'm saying, with with basic yep. fronts. And and being able to play some kind of zone behind it. So and, and the reason I say zone is because in a zone, that'll mitigate Mahomes as a runner because you're not taking your eyes off the quarterback um, and you'll be able to do that if you have four or five guys rushing a quarterback the problem is Andy Reid is a friggin genius about beating zone defenses he's just fantastic about overloading zones flooding areas uh, finding holes he's just he's really good now that would have to happen in game because that's not what Tampa Bay normally does but that's what Tampa has to do. They're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes without letting him run for constant first downs and somehow 
cover these guys. I just think it's too hard. You know, Tom Brady's going to have to be Tom Brady without the three touch, without the three interceptions from last week. I think offensively, I think you're right. I think the Bucks are going to do what the Bucks have done for and probably six weeks in a row now. They're gonna they're gonna score mid twenties to thirty, right? Yep. And yep. it's just a matter of can the Tampa Bay defense thread the needle of getting pressure on Mahomes without letting them run and finding a way to cover these guys. You know, it's just really hard, man. They have so many weapons. There's just so many guys that can beat you with speed. Uh, I just think it's tough. So, if, you know, for the game itself, I, li- I like I like uh, the Chiefs. I just, think I just think there's just too much there. There's just too much to yeah. stop. There's just way too much to stop. There's not one guy. You know, if you take away if you if you were to like double Hill uh, uh, Hill and Kelsey, you know Kansas City could run the ball, like they they could run the ball, and they have a ridiculously mobile quarterback who can go and, and get first downs left and right. So I don't, ridiculous. They, yeah, I just it's just really hard. There's just too many things to try to stop that I just don't think you can stop them all. And Andy Reid is really really smart, and he's gonna he's gonna take advantage of whatever you're gonna give him. So I would take the Chiefs minus the points, but my best bet. Um, I actually like Kansas City first quarter minus. It's either it depends on if you're with if you're with uh, DraftKings or FanDuel or whoever you know whatever you with. It could be anywhere from yeah. minus a half a point to minus a point and a half. And the reason it'll it'll differ is just you know the price. You'll either be paying like you know minus one sixty or the minus one and a half is probably going to be like even money. And here's why. The juice. Yeah, the juice. Yeah. Here's why I like that, and I think it's a great bet. Tom Brady is notorious in Super Bowls for getting off to slow starts. Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's got zero touchdowns in all six uh, or, or uh, all nine Super Bowls. I don't think they. I don't think they have any touchdowns in the first quarter. Now. I think you're right. Now yeah. let's also remember that that was with New England, and I was a different coaching staff, different style. You know, Tampa Bay may come out super aggressive. You know, I'm just going off the fact that Tom Brady, who is like a coach on the field, kind of likes to come out and feel things out and don't take any risks, don't fall behind early, see what they're doing, and then let's make some adjustments and get to work. Tampa gets off to a slow start. KC comes out aggressive because Andy Reid is like that. And I think even if they just got a field goal, even if it's 3 nothing, you win. You know, if it's 10-7, 10-3, 7-3. I think I, I think Kansas City first quarter is is a, is a really good bet here. I like it. So we shall like see. It. That's my that's my bet for the weekend. That's my big bet for the weekend. And I will be and, all uh, over. I will be all over the waste management Phoenix Open. I am watching it right now. That's actually. for sure. So <laughs> what do we got? Is that good? Is that everything? I, I think that's I think that's it for this week. I think. Uh, do you think Do you think Denver has a chance at Watson? Do you think they could put a package together to make that happen? I, I think they, I think they have a chance. I think they're probably third in line. I think, like you said, I think it's Miami, combo Miami and uh, and France or something like that. I listen. I think the Jets have the most to offer. It just a matter of what Douglas wants to do. But I, I don't know what Watson wants to do. Man, if you're Watson, isn't it intriguing to go to Las Vegas? It's the Raiders. Yeah. It's friggin' Las the Vegas. <laughs> like I don't know. That's a pretty cool place to. Hang out during the football yeah, season, but does he want to go? Does he want to go from Bill O'Brien at Gruden to like Gruden's a pain in the ass? Like, is he though? 
I think he is. I think everyone that's ever played for him was like, oh, like think one so? day he loves you, the next day he doesn't. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's a head football coach. Of course he's prickly. Yeah, but dude, Andy Reid and Mahomes are like fucking butt buddies. Like, well, like I think that's a very rare. I think Andy Reid's Mahomes is very rare. I think it also looks really good because they win a shit ton of games right now. Well, that, know, show me, battle, show right? me their relationship when they start the season two and four. Now, I don't know if that could happen, but when Mahomes is making $40 million a year in a couple of years and they can't afford Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and uh, the best offensive line and uh, Tyron Matthew and you, you show me. You show me that Chiefs season 2 I'll be dancing the streets. You, you know what I'm saying? Tell me how good the relationship is then, like how, 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 how happy-go-lucky they are. Of course they're happy right now because, you know, they're freaking phenomenal. They're dominating the league. But I'm just saying, I, I actually think, I you know, I'll say this. If Watson goes, I don't think he's going to go to anyone we thought he was going to go to. And that's why I say Denver wouldn't shock me. If they have if they have the pieces, I don't think they're far away. I think they're pretty close. You get lucky on a couple draft picks later in the draft. You bring in Watson. They got a stout defense. They got, a, they got some decent weapons on offense. I don't think they're that far. You know, if you nail an offensive lineman on in the second or third round, I I don't think they're that far. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I just you don't know. know if they want to give up picks, first off picks this year, next year, year after. I don't know what Houston wants from them, but well, they're going to ask think, for a lot. I think, yeah, I think of Houston. I think of Houston kind of like Locke. Maybe that helps a little bit. I don't know, but I, I don't know. Yeah, they I, are going to. I don't know that that figures into the equation. I, I, I would but again they need someone to play quarterback. Yeah. But I, I, I think it'll probably end up being someone And we brought that this up last week about. too. You can't you can't have both those guys in the same room. You can't have either if it was Stafford or Watson with Lock there, that's just ridiculous. He's gotta go with Yeah you know. Yeah. yeah. He's gotta go in the trade. But I you know, I, I, I listen, I would love it. I think Denver I think Denver is close ish. Close ish. They're closer uh, than again. the Jets. They're no and let's maybe how about this? They're no further than Miami. No, that's fair. I agree with both of that. Yeah, yeah. They're no further than Miami. They're, They're closer the than the Jets. Up. They're closer than Carolina. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they're... You know, how many how many games did they lose by, by one possession last year? Oh, fucking a ton. That's what Vic Pangio's famous for. That's what I'm saying. Games that they were winning and then lost. And games that they were losing well, close we- that it was like right at your fingertips... You know, those are games that Watson probably wins. Well, week one, when I'm the only guy on the East Coast watching Broncos, uh, Bryant, Broncos Titans at one thirty in the fucking morning on Monday Night Football, <laughs> for, for the seventh year in a row that they do that to me on fucking that stupid opening night game. Yeah. Um, you know, they blew that game late, too. They lost late, and, and they're playing the Titans. The Titans are a playoff team. Yeah. So, so I don't um, think they're that far. I think they're a quarterback and maybe two – my not not minor pieces, but two B plus pieces away from being a real contender. Well, their offensive line last year was was very good, very much improved. Um, they have Mike Munchak is their line coach, who I love, and if anyone who follows the Steelers, my brother, you know, brags about him all the time. So I like that. I like their line. Their running backs are great, but the combo of Lindsey and Gordon are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsey was banged up all year; he couldn't get a flow going. I hurt week one, and then just kind of battled through it all year. And plus, you're playing for a crappy team, so um, they lost Cortland Sutton week two. Cortland Sutton next year with Judy, Judy and Hamler year two is going to be fantastic. Yes. No offense, very good. 
So they're well, offensively, they're close. Their defense is a little more in, in shambles or in question, I should say. But again, you have a defensive head coach, so that helps. Yeah. But, and plus, if your offense holds on to the ball a little longer, your defense suddenly becomes better. Yeah, that that's, that that does help. If you're getting a few first downs, you know that helps your defense play a little. Yeah, the better. twenty-eight quick kick. You want to keep the peewees, I think. You know. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't think they're out of it. I don't think they're out of the sweepstakes. Although I don't know that anybody is in it. I just don't know that Houston's. But in I don't know. I don't know how. But like you said, this is far from over, too. Oh my God! Yeah, we're gonna talk. This will be part of our conversation every week for the foreseeable future. It's a leap there, and it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Wait till the Super yeah. Bowl's over, and then it's just draft talk for for three months. Oh, fucking lather up, man! Can't wait. Yeah, sounds good. You got it. All right, my brother. I got to go refill, and we'll uh, we'll do this again next week. Thank you, Kyle. Sounds good, but have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Thank you, too. Later. Later.